Father God, as we come before you to share with your saints, we pray that what we say will be what you said, and you will use this, Lord God, as an instrument of your mercy and your grace and your peace so that you will be glorified, and each and every one of us will be blessed. Amen? Amen. Amen. Taking care of our testimony. One of the things we go through in seminary is this examination of testimony. And coming out of seminary, sometimes you don't get out of seminary unless you, are, you can almost lose your salvation, I grant you. But one of the things we learn is that our testimony is most important. What does the word say in, uh, if we get to the next slide, please? The word says, Revelation 12, 11. They farmed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and so then, how important is our testimony? You see, so like a flowering plant, our responsibility is to make sure that we have a testimony. My brother back there, without fail on Wednesday, he will share his testimony. The word of God says, confess your sins one to another, so that what? We might be healed. And when he does that, I confess so that I can be healed. And I want to encourage you that if you, like me, are sitting on your testimony, you do what he does in the marketplace and share what God has done for you. Amen? When we share what God has done for us, that flowering testimony develops and it grows. So we got to make sure that not only do we have a testimony, that we're ready to share it. Because one, we got to have a testimony. Two, we need to share it on a regular basis. Uh, so here's a bare bones of our testimony. My name is, and we give our name. I live in, and we can see where I live. And then you go into, my life was basically... All of us, without Lord Jesus Christ in our life, our life is a, what's the word? What did you say? Give me a word. A mess. We are a mess. Now, there's some rich mess, and there's some poor mess, and there's some indifferent mess. But without Lord Jesus Christ, we are a mess. So we need to be clear that at some point in time, Lord Jesus Christ made a difference in my life. And having done so, I, I'd love to share it with you. And we go down to, we can say, is it okay if I share it with you? We need to ask if we can share. About two weeks ago, I was in Lowe's, and when I attempted to share with a young man, he says, well, I am on my way to hell. And I was about to get an attitude. But I said, well, are you sure about what you're saying? And I said, well, I'll pray for you that the decision that you have right, right now is going to change. You know what he said? <clears throat> Thank you. So very often we can get an attitude. What's it called? Righteous indignation. Is it okay to have righteous indignation? No, it's not. Only God can have righteous indignation. The best thing we can do is intercede for somebody else. So rather than getting an, I was close to getting an attitude. I was born in Guyana. I'm quick to get an attitude. 
But rather than get an attitude, I said, are you sure? I said, I'll pray that you'll change your mind before you're leaving this first life. And I stressed this first life. And he smiled and he said, thank you. So the entire situation just turned around. And the next time I see him, I think we can have a conversation. Because we can be willing, but only God does the drawing. So without God doing the drawing, what we attempt to do in his name can be causing frustration to us and we cause an obstruction to that person. So we want to be careful. If, if we're going to testify the goodness of God, we got to make sure the goodness of God is being shown in our lives. Okay? So we got to stay prayed up as we share. Because he took me aback when he said that. You know? Where are we? So one, we want to repeat... Yeah, we want to repeat the following suggested steps to become born again. We want to write out your t- testimony. If we write it out, it's easier for us to what? Recall. So sometime this week, if you haven't done so, sit down and write out your testimony. It sounds boring, but and when you get to deliver it, it makes it a little easier to do it. And three, practice the delivery according to the following criteria. Next slide, please. A, B, C. We don't have to have an A, B, C format. Feel comfortable with what format fits you. This is a suggestion. And you never want to come across as though your way is the only way. If you happen to be on an aircraft, the way you will bring about your testimony differs from if you are cutting sugar cane. Your approach got to be different, but if you keep the A, B, C in mind, accept I am a born sinner and in faith, accept the reality of God. You're sharing this. B, believe Jesus, the Son of God, whose death paid the price for my sin. Now, when you say Jesus died for my sin, it's good to say he was resurrected from the dead in your conversation, okay? Because it's really easy to talk about Jesus Christ dying. Most important to say he rose again. After paying the price, my son. Amen? Amen. And see, confess the above and ask the resurrected Jesus to make me entirely born again. Why born again? Because when we were born the first time, we were messed up. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. We need to be born again to be okay. Now, does that make us perfect? No. We will never be perfect this side of glory. And we need to make that very clear to unbelievers. Because if we give the, the idea that we got it all together, the day is going to come when they're going to say, and you call yourself a Christian. So we got to be very clear that we are not perfect, but we are forgiven. Big difference. Amen? What's next? Romans 10, 9. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead. Now notice, if you declare with your mouth and believe in your heart, some people never get an opportunity to declare that God has saved them, born again. So I want to caution us when we talk about people who have died 
And when we talk about people who are, appear to be unbelievers, be careful how you're talking. I hear a lot of you talking about people going to hell and this kind of stuff. We, have, we want to be careful. We don't know. There are a lot of people who say they're Christians. We don't know. Who knows? God knows. Only God knows. Because it's heart is a heart issue. Because what we say with our mouth is one thing. What goes in our heart comes in. So there are those who belong to the Catholic body of Christ. And there are those who don't. The best thing we can do is trust God to make the difference and intercede if we are not sure. But be careful what we're saying. Because the tempter can use us to be a stumbling block. The last thing we want to do is be an ally for Satan. Amen? So we want to be careful with our talk. What's next? Here's the summary. Father God, I admit I'm a born sinner. I admit you created me. I admit you sent your son, Lord Jesus Christ, who died, but rose again, and paid the price for my sin. I humbly confess all my sin and ask you to make me born again. Thanks for giving me faith in your promise that I am now a new person, born again. From now on, through faith, anticipate the Holy Spirit of Lord Jesus now alive in me to guide, to guard, and to encourage me throughout this first life for an eternity of the abundant joy of the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to be able to share this with someone who has yet to, and they will come when they also may be able to do this. One of the things I was really happy about as a believer, as a high school teacher, I'd have a time when students can ask me anything. It happened one day with my seniors that we got into such a conversation. And I happened to mention that I was going to a men's retreat. Long story short, Augustine said, yo, can we go with you, bro? So I wrote out the slips. They took to the parents. And I took these five seniors of mine to a men's fellowship at Harvey Cedars. One of those young men, Richie Rodriguez. After he was graduated, he went up as a police officer in the World Trade Towers, never came back. I thank God that when he was at Manchester, Richie said, I'm here with the world's greatest teacher. And I believe, I don't know, God knows that on the, the Manchester, Richie gave his heart to God. Because when he perished in the World Trade Center, my thought, and the rest of the, a few others mentioned, Dr. Bruce, remember Richie? And I trust that today Richie's in heaven as a result of giving his heart to Lord Jesus Christ. I can thank God for that opportunity because when you share, some, you have no idea where the Holy Spirit is going to take you. So the best we can do is ask God to guide our conversation because that turned out to be a total surprise. They said, yo, Brooke, can you take us? Strangest thing. But I took them, and today I believe, God knows, Richie might be with him as a result of that. This, this gift God gives us of eternal life is so precious. This testimony you have is so precious. We want to make sure that we cultivate our testimony, because we never know when we get an opportunity to share it. Amen? Amen. Next slide, please. Perfection requires... Frequent practice. 
I need some water. Anybody got water? I'm sorry. I just found I just found I'm drying out. <laughs> Perfection requires frequent. So after you write your testimony, we want to spend a few days or weeks. But every once in a while, just practice our testimony. Unless we are uh, like our brother Chris, he gets a chance to share his testimony very often. But the, the, the key is that we will most likely, if we are in sharing mode, the Holy Spirit will bring about an opportunity for us to share testimony. I promise you, if it's up here and it's here, no matter where you go, the opportunity will come about you will be able to share your testimony. As I walk with dog, typically someone will say, Hi, how are you doing? Good. I say, Blessed and highly favored. And they'll smile. And from there, we can get into a conversation. It was a result of that Melvin and I and a Portuguese couple, we happened to go into, where did we go? We had, a, we had a nice dinner and all that kind of stuff. Just from sharing uh, on, on the street, it makes such a difference. Thank you so much. Sis. This is one part of the teacher I forgot, that I dry out real quick. <laughs> and I get really hot when I speak. Thank you. So here, here we are. Here's tonight's Bible study. The following are nine taking care steps for our crucial and valuable personal testimony. Why? Paul says, be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Amen? We want on a regular basis go back to the basics. We have our testimony in our, in our minds up here. We want to regularly share what God has done for us. And as we do it, as we cultivate the practice of sharing a testimony, it becomes what? It becomes easier to share. And the Holy Spirit are going to give us more opportunities to share the, the good news. So here, the good news of Lord Jesus Christ. So here are the steps. As disciples of Lord Jesus Christ, there are nine steps. In seminary, we, we take a word and we break it into bits and pieces, and see where the Holy Spirit leads. So one, teachable. Our testimony buds as we listen and then verify. I refer you back to our, our brother uh, preaching on Sunday. We got to listen so that we can verify, okay? All new information presented us as biblical teaching. We can be in church, and the teaching may not be biblical, brothers and sisters. Why? None of us are perfect. So sometimes we got to make sure we verify and can have a conversation later on. I can share. Okay? Acts 17, 11. Now, the Bereans were more noble-minded than the Thessalonians. Why? They received the message with great eagerness. And, you can see it, but they examined the scriptures every day to see if those things were so. Amen? The best thing you can do when you hear a good sermon is to go back and chew on that thing. Chew on that thing. That's what cows do. They're chewing the cud. Okay? Sometimes we got to be like a, 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 like a cow and think about a red heifer for another reason. That's another <laughs> What does a red heifer mean to the church? Think about that. Think about what a red heifer means to the church in the last days. But uh, we have to uh, go back 
If you hear a good message, Sunday afternoon, go by the waterside and go over that thing. He's going to bless you all over again. And you're going to bless the, the preacher who will give you the message. How does the above apply to the body of the Lord Jesus Christ in this century 21? We got to be like the Bereans. We got to go back and check that thing. And we can go back to the, the I share with our brother tonight. I tell him, hey, yo, you got me. You had me in yes mode. <laughs> you know, I was in yes mode. Okay? We can't be in yes mode. We got to listen. And then we're going to verify. And when those things seem to, uh, when we realize it's true, then we can share the good news of Lord Jesus Christ. And once it's on our heart, opportunity will come for us to share again the good news of Lord Jesus Christ. Next slide, please. So one, we want to be teachable. Two, we want to be enthusiastic. I used to attend a church that used to be frozen chosen. You know, I don't think it's a good idea for people to be in church and all quiet. If you aren't being noisy, there's something wrong. I like Lisa. She's noisy in church. More of us need to be noisy in church. Say something, for goodness sake. And I say, for goodness sake, for a reason. Because if the word is good, what do you got to do? Amen. Give, say amen. Say something. I don't understand why people in church, and the brother gave a good word, the sister gives a word. I'm, yo, say it. If it's good, say something. Preach it. Amen. In season, out of season, be loud. That's okay. Amen. God loves the noise. A, a, a joyful noise is good. Our Heavenly Father loves to hear us. Praise the Lord. If you got to be enthusiastic for crying out loud. One day there's your lie in the coffin and your time will be up because you graduated. In the meantime, be loud, be noisy. Get out to men's fellowship. Get out to prayer meeting. Be loud, show up. Amen. Show up. Amen. If something is going on, show up, be loud. God's not embarrassed if you're loud, trust me. Hallelujah. Amen. Be enthusiastic. Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. In other words, share. Share. If you got something, share. It glorifies God and it blesses you. Share. Be enthusiastic. Act like you're alive. Act like Norris. Have a smile on your face. All the time. Be loud. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being loud. God is glorified when we are enthusiastic. Why? We are saved and we know it. So we say, Amen. 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 Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So be strong. I'm about to turn 77, but in the meantime, hey, I'm alive. Okay? As long as you're alive, act like it. Okay, what's next? Seeking. We want to be seeking God's will by diligently and regularly searching, studying, and applying Holy Scripture. Amen? Timothy 2.16. Carefully study to present yourself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. See, there it is again. We want to rightly handle the word of truth. What's next? Am I going too fast? Are we good? We good? Okay. Four. 
trustworthy. We got to be trustworthy of our calling. We have been given a calling. When we are born again, the Holy Spirit resides in us for a reason. So that we can be testimony. We can be a witness to the grace of God. As such, we need to be trustworthy of our calling. Don't be ashamed of your calling. Show up and say the difference that God has made in your life. Be trustworthy. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone for the hope that is within you. But do it with gentleness and respect. Being loud does not mean you have to be disrespectful. And what you want to do with an unbeliever is ask if it's okay to share. And I'm glad that with a young man the other day, I didn't get an attitude. I asked him if it's okay to pray, and I'm surprised at the response, because you never know. But God, again, does the drawing. So even though his first overture was offensive to me, I'm glad I came back and asked, because God surprises us sometimes, because he does the drawing. we got to remember, the person in front of us could be a Saul. Only God can change him into a... Paul. So what do we do? We share and let God do, make the difference. Amen? Amen? Next. Industrious with our talent or gifts. Fully aware that our work, our worth, and our world is actually a reflection of whose we are. Now the last one is important because every one of us have our own world. Our circumstances are going to be different. Melba does the gym thing. I stay home and exercise. She'll meet people in the gym. I'll meet people on the street. Our world is going to be different. What am I doing in my world to reflect the fact that I am a disciple of Lord Jesus Christ? See? There's a reason why we're down here. The loving God that we have. If he did not have work for us to do, where would we be? We'd be in heaven. It's a mess down here, folks. The only reason we're here is so we can develop our testimony and share it. And while we're here, we want to do why we're here. Share the good news of Lord Jesus Christ. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. It doesn't matter where you're employed on a daily basis. The bottom line is where you work. I remember one time my principal met, he had some kind of gripe. I'm not sure what it was, but he didn't quite know me. I enjoyed my work. And when I told him, I'm not really working for the Board of Education, I'm working for Lord Jesus Christ. He was so surprised. But it was an opportunity for me to share with him. I don't remember what it was exactly, but I said, I'm not really working for the Board of Education, I work for Lord Jesus Christ. Because he wasn't quite sure why I'll stay at my, my, my desk for hours after I'm supposed to be gone. Because I know who I'm working for. I enjoy doing what I do, but it's because I know who I'm working for. So I'll show up at work, and I might work days, I might go in on a weekend or whatever, as I have something to get done. Because I know who I'm working for. I work for Lord Jesus Christ. My boss is the biggest boss there is because he created the universe. So what I do, I want to be able to do to play the same. When I was in sales with Prudential, same thing. 
Then I worked in engineering, same thing. I know who my boss is. So when I'm working, I am clear on who I'm working. I might work up a sweat because I know who my boss is. I know who I'm working for. It's very clear to me. Whether I'm not on re-whacking or working with, uh, on the road with neighbors. To, we, we had, that was not, not, not a story. We had some lawns and there was a mess. And, not a story, long story. And we got that cleared up. God is good, amen? amen. So we work willingly at whatever we do. Next, six, we are mentoring. We want to be mentoring or sharing our hard times or joys and our lessons learned. While we are alive, we will have lessons, we learn lessons. And the reason why we have lessons and the reason why we learn is so that we can do what? Share with those who are coming along. I'm about to leave the earth. So in the meantime, as I learn, I share with another or younger disciples. That's why we're here. Peter 4.10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received. Gifts are received. There's a reason why we receive gifts. Why? So we can serve others. Why? As faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So we will have different circumstances so we can learn and share because God gives us the gifts so that others can be blessed. I like how Tony uses his gift. When he gets up here on Wednesdays, man, he blesses the socks off of me. You know? And he's just doing what comes naturally. That doesn't mean he doesn't work hard at it, as we are. But when we serve the King of Kings, the peace and the purpose makes such a difference. So if one day there's when we lie in the coffin, we'll realize, hey, yo, did my best. That's why we're here. Bringing glory to the King of Kings. Amen? Amen. What's next? Number seven, we want to be observant or properly mindful of the circumstances of others, whether good, bad, or simply worrisome. Later on, she was walking the dog. She, she was sharing with me about her sister who ha- just had a heart transplant and it's not going real well, so she's here from Texas. And she's just worrisome, and she'd work for a little while. There's some people in our past, they're just worried, just worrisome. Not good, not bad, just worrisome. So the best thing we can do is share that Jesus Christ can make a difference in their circumstances. Are we always going to be able to lead them to Lord Jesus Christ? Maybe not. But as we progress through life with people who are worried, the opportunity might come when we'll be able to share the goodness of Lord Jesus Christ and make a difference. Believers or unbelievers, we don't know, but God will make a way for his word to be shared with them. The best thing we can do is be aware of what's going on with people around us. Amen? Amen. Next slide, please. Oh, did I do this? In other words, Romans 12, 15. Somebody read it nice and loud, please. Everybody, read. How difficult is that stuff? Extremely difficult. Most of the time, when people are mourning, we'd rather be someplace else. Most of the time, when people are happy, we'd rather be someplace else. 
It's in our, the nature of some people sometimes to be disagreeable. Why? We're human. Not all the time we'll be in the mood to be happy with everybody. But sometimes we just got to do what? We got to push ourselves. We got to push ourselves. I can come and you might be all happy, but right then I don't feel so good. So it's hard for me to really, but we got to push ourselves. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Be at peace to share with those who have not. And if the person on the side of the road turns you off, share with them anyhow. If they're in low estate, share with them anyhow. Is it easy? Not necessarily. But the best thing we could do sometimes is to be empathetic to someone else. Amen? It's not, it's not always going to be easy. But that's why we pray. What do we pray? Not my will, but your will be done. Amen? Hey, we want to be neighborly, not newsy. You know anybody who is newsy? There's some newsy people that go around and they seem to just want to talk. The best thing we can do with them is to help them to become neighborly. Because you don't need to be newsy with crude cruel, or idle gossip. Now, how easy it is to gossip? Real easy. Real easy. And if we're, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in that stuff real quick. 1 Timothy 5.13. Besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies who talk nonsense. Saying things they ought not to. And when we hear this, we think of the ladies. But is this applicable only to ladies in the body of the Lord Jesus? No. No. Guys are just as adept at doing it. So you want to be careful. Be neighborly. That doesn't mean newsy. If you hear something, let it go. If it's not appropriate, let it go. Act as though you never heard it. Because unless you know it to be true, the best thing to do is to let it go. Thank God I have a short memory. <laughs> okay? For 20 years, I was mediating the court. And I realized it's a good thing I got a short memory. Because the best thing we can do is to be neighborly, not nosy. And sometimes we got to ask God to help us to not be nosy. Because it does not apply only to ladies. Number nine. Finally, we want to be yielding and relying on Jesus' Holy Spirit, now alive in our frail, yet by God's amazing grace. And Jesus' Holy Spirit empowering our steadfastly, steadfastly resilient bodies. Our bodies are frail. But because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, we're resilient. Amen? Amen? So the difference that God makes is that even though we are frail because of God's amazing grace. Look, how frail are we? We are very frail. I remember one time I was up on the ladder doing my neighbor's house. He, he, he had this, Sam had this bright idea. Sam lived next to me. He had this bright idea that he was going to buy a power washer 
and he knew I was I liked to work. And he was going to buy a power washer, and I was going to up and down the street power washing houses. Melvin and I were supposed to be going out to Colorado, and Sam bought this power washer. And I said, okay. So I got the power washer up, and I said, well, let me do his house first. So up there, I'm power washing Sam's house, going on, on to the other side. Long story short, Melvin said, I ended up in the hospital, punctured my, uh, my lung. Because I had no, I had no right to put a, an aluminum ladder on concrete. So I'm almost coming down, and next you know, I, punked, I, I came down, and I was a mess. I, I limped home, and next you know, Melvin said, yeah, but I realized after, I thought I could, I could work this thing out. I, I get an exercise. I could work this thing out. After I realized I'm, something's wrong with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And never, I said, she wanted to call the ambulance, but then I think I ended up calling the ambulance. Next thing you know, I, 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 and I'm, I'm laying in the ambulance, and I'm saying, God, after this, I think I'm going to pay attention to what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> Long story short. But that was a testimony to Sam, because, I, I, you know, when, when our neighbors are Jewish, remember, I always remember, they're the, one, they're the remnant. So I always try to make sure that I have a testimony to my Jewish neighbors. They're the remnant. When will the world come to an end? When the remnant is called in. Okay? So I'm very aware of Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen? Amen? Why did I get onto that? Anyhow, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will... Make it if we submit to God, trust me, He will make our path straight. I went through something else getting to Florida, and the other day I was on a big project. I went all the way up to Dade City and exact amount of materials I needed. How does this happen? Exact materials I needed. This God we serve is awesome, I tell you. Awesome. Yeah. Closing ceremony. Revelation. 12-11. Again, nice and loud, church. They triumph. Church, what are we going to do about our testimony? We're going to develop it. And remember, we can't share what we don't have. First, we need to make sure we have a testimony. We want to make sure regularly we share that thing. Work it in. With fear and trembling. We're going to depend on Lord Jesus Christ to do what only he can do. So, Father God, we come before you, Holy Throne, at the end of this Bible study. Ask King Lord God that you will do what only you can do. Shape us. Sharpen us. Give us your peace and your purpose so we can do what we're here to do until we see your face. Until we hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter to the jaws of your Lord. Until then, Father, help us to always give you all the praise. All the honor, all the glory. And the church said, Amen. Amen.